for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. I got this really strange email last night. I need to see what's going on with this mystery file. Hey, it's a map of a town called Ocean Bay. Someone sent these images to you for a reason. I'm so lost right now. When was the last time you chose a direction and followed it? I'm going to Ocean Bay. We don't get many tourists this time of year. Ocean Bay is a friendly town, but we're not that friendly. I never sent you an email. I don't even know you. And why exactly are you here? The map is the reason we're here. Maps help when you're lost. Do you know what a trap street is? Trap streets aren't real. They don't exist. Don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to trust them. I I think he's dead. How could so much damage happen to a human body in such a short period of time? What the hell is going on here? From the creators of Strange Air, this is Trap Street. So maps can have secrets. Yes, maps can have secrets. Follow and hear new episodes of Trap Street anywhere you listen to podcasts. This episode of Unwell is brought to you by The Amelia Project. Have you ever daydreamed about disappearing and starting over? What if there was a company that provided just that service? Welcome to the comedy fiction podcast, The Amelia Project, a show about a secret death-faking agency. In each episode, you'll hear a new client being interviewed and the dilemmas that bring them to the death-faking agency. They're in turn funny, thought-provoking, or downright surreal. It's just such a delightful premise. We think you'll really enjoy it. You can find The Amelia Project wherever you listen to podcasts and stick around for a trailer for The Amelia Project at the end of this episode. Heartlife wishes to acknowledge that the land where we live, work, and tell our stories is occupied land. Unwell takes place in southern Ohio, which is the territory of the Miami people. Unwell is produced in Chicago, Illinois, which is the territory of the Peoria, the Potawatomi, and the Miami peoples. Theodore Leslie, 1937 to 1954. Theodore, breakfast! Coming! Evelyn, did you hide the spam again? We're out. You're going to make me use regular meat on these eggs, aren't you? Wes can pick some up later. A travesty. Uh There he is. (laughs) Morning, Dad. Eggs will be up in a minute. With spam? We were out. Uh, A travesty. Mm-hmm. The real travesty is I'm stuck with a son and a husband who would rather eat processed tin meat instead of the real thing. Ah, I knew it. 
You did this on purpose. Someone in this family has to have standards. <laughs> Snob. Philistine. <laughs> How was work? Same as ever. Every bottle of soda filled with, with celery, celery and, and a, a smile. smile. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> One second. All right. So. Uh, Theodore? Yeah, dead? The second murder? Oh, right! So, last night on the Detective Pharaoh Radio Hour, Detective Pharaoh races over to the scene of this new and puzzling murder. It's just the same as the first one. The victim? Conrad Montgomery an engineer for jet engines, is shot dead in his study. Locked door, locked windows, no one seen going in or out. Dog didn't bark, nothing. The police are stumped, but... He had a dog? Yeah. The millionaire had dogs too, didn't he? Oh, come on! I'm only asking. Pharaoh didn't even figure that one out until after the Bisquick ad. Figure what out? It was the dog breeder. He had raised and trained the dogs, that's why they didn't make a sound and he'd stolen sets of keys on his visits to check on the dogs, then made copies of them so he could come and go as he pleased. Mm. Makes sense. At least this one stumped you for the entire first episode. (laughs) Do you want to tell him? Tell me what? He figured it out last week. Dad! (laughs) (laughs) I can't help being brilliant. One day, they're going to write a mystery you can't solve. Oh, I look forward to the day. Uh, Finish off my eggs, will you, Teddy? Sure, Dad. Good night. And you have a good day. Don't be late for school, okay? Okay, Mom. This night shift is killing you. I'm fine. You are not fine. And neither am I. And neither is Theodore. He needs his father. And what good will I be to either of you if I get myself fired for making a fuss? Asking is not making a fuss. They let Hank Morgan go. When? Two days ago. John Kipner's kid needed a job, so... Maybe you know how lucky we are that they've kept me on at all since the white folks came back from the war. We can go to other places if we need to. Cleveland's not so far. I know. Let's just give it a little longer. Teddy's only got one more year left, and I don't want to uproot him if we don't have to. Just promise me if that old Mr. Ogilvy tries to make you work on his graduation. (laughs) I will let old Mr. Ogilvy know there's an open position for John Kipner's daughter on the night shift whenever she wants it. (laughs) I love you, Thomas Wesley. I love you, Evelyn Reed Wesley. <laughs> Put some music on, will you? Theodore, you better not still be eating or you're gonna be late. Going! And remember, it's not summer yet. Your three written pages are due on Monday. And next Friday, I expect you to be able to chat with me in a cafe on the Champs-Élysées entirely in French. Theodore. Theodore. Huh? What? Theodore Wesley. Always daydreaming. I'm sorry, Mrs. Epstein. Do not worry about it. I wanted to talk to you anyway. I have to get to Woodshop. 
I will write you a whole pace. Sit. Mr. Connors has been meeting with your class to talk about your senior year. Okay. But he has not talked to you, has he? No. I thought not. I thought not. Well, I talked to you. So, what do you think? About my senior year? Mm-hmm. It'll be tough. Excited to be done with school? I guess. Do you know what you want to do after? Get a job. You have a job, yes? At the market? Get a better job? Like... I don't know. And that it was a guidance counselor as for. But you do not have him. You have me. So, we make do. I am giving you an extra assignment. For the summer, I want you to write an essay oh. on what it is you want to do. Your goals. What you like. What you would like to achieve. And why. And how you might go about them. In French? <laughs> this once you can write in English. One moment, Jonathan. Out. This is very important. I want you to give it real thought. Did you know you wanted to be a teacher when you were my age? A teacher? <laughs> I was going to be the prima soprano of the Polish National Opera. <laughs> really? Yes. Unfortunately, Mother Nature blessed me with the voice of an alto. But I spent many years with music teachers like your mother trying to correct nature's mistake. And did you ever get to sing for the opera? No. We had to leave. But we got out before the war, and that's something. And those singing lessons taught me Italian and French and English. And I'm here, and I need a job, so I ask if I can teach English. And they say, no way, because of how I speak. So I ask if I can teach Italian or French, and they say yes. So I teach you how to speak Italian and French with a Polish accent. What I wanted led me to where I am. The important thing is knowing what you want and focusing on it. Even if you do not get where you plan to go. What you learn along the way can take you on new journeys. Yes, yes, come in. Write that essay. Turn it in the fall and we'll go from there. Here, your pace. Uh, thanks, Mrs. Epstein. Here you are, Mrs. Stanley. Thanks, Gary. You're welcome, Gladys. Wesley, got a delivery for you. Mr. Morgan's insulin? What? No, he canceled that. Need you to run these groceries down to Fenwood, quick as you please. Uh, yes, sir, Mr. Carpenter. No, no. Delivery from Carpenter's Market. Hello? Mr. Fenwood? Detective Lee Farrow enters the cemetery where so many of his cases begin and even more of them end. He's a good boy. But I'd hate to stick him with this all by himself. You always said if you hadn't had Papa, I, I, I mean me, I, I wanted this, but never wanted anything else but to work right here with you. But 
he might want something else. Lord knows his sister did. <clears throat> Mr. Fenwood? Yes. Delivery from Carpenter's Market? Ah, you're Wesley, right? Theodore Wesley. Oh, that's a shame. Mama always said you can't trust anyone with two first names. Then again, she might have just meant the Warrens. Well, don't just stand there. Come over and pay your respects. May I present the esteemed late Mrs. Eliza Fenwood? Mama, this is Theodore Wesley. I know. Try not to let the name upset you. You can say hi, Theodore. Um... You can just speak to the headstone. She doesn't mind. Hello, Mrs. Fenwood. Did, did you ever meet my mother? I don't think so. She was... something. You know, she illegally voted in every election until women were allowed to vote in 1919. She voted after that. She just stopped wearing a handlebar mustache to the polls. Mama Fenwood. Always knew what she was about. Always knew just what to do. She sounds... Uh... I have your groceries. All right. All right, I know I'm just wool gathering. Let me see. Broccoli. Canned spinach. Canned carrots. Oatmeal. Celery, of course. My favorite. Oh, and here are my new after-dinner mints. <laughs> Probably shouldn't shake them. Don't want them to go boom. How, how much do I owe you? Three dollars. I don't suppose a couple of steaks could fall into this bag the next time you stop by. Maybe a few strips of bacon. I would pay for them, obviously. I, and, and that's so much extra weight, I'd really have to compensate you with a larger tip for the wear and tear of your bike. Uh, I... I don't know. Why don't you and these two quarters think on it? Oh, do you mind taking this into the kitchen? I've got a few things left to discuss here with Mama. Sure. So, what do you think, Mama? Think I should find the fountain of youth before it's too late? Sorry. I am so sorry, Mr. Fenwood. <laughs> Mister? I'm like five years older than you. What are you, 17? 18? Uh, 16. Okay, six years older. Grant. Theodore. Hey, uh, my dad, did he... He didn't say anything to you, did he? He introduced me to his mother. And he told you the story about her skinny dipping in the creek, right? Handlebar mustache. Lucky. Anything else? Not really. God, I wish I knew what he was up to. Far as he's concerned, I'm still a three-year-old sticking my hand on the stove. Thanks anyway. There was a ten. I didn't see the prescription, but I'm pretty sure it was nitro. Like, for his heart. His heart. That explains a lot. Jesus. Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. I just... 
I got a lot to think about. Thanks for telling me. You're welcome. See you around, all right? Bye. Theodore? Hey, Mr. Morgan. You, uh, forgot to pick up your insulin today, so I thought I'd bring it over. I canceled this prescription. I know. We already had this, though, so... Right. Uh, well, how much do I owe you? It was already paid for. Huh. Uh-huh. Well, thanks for bringing it over. Don't mention it. Oh, and, and Theodore. I'll pay you back when I can. <laughs> sure thing. Thanks, Mrs. Wesley. Hey, Susie. How'd the lesson go? I've mastered Beethoven, <laughs> which means I've got all three B's. Beethoven, Bach, and Debussy. Debussy starts with a D. It's French. And in French, de is of. Of Bussy, which is a B. Have a good night. Uh, Mom? Come in here, give me a hand. That girl never saw a key she didn't want to slam as hard as she can. Knocks my piano out of tune every week. <laughs> you should tell her piano means soft. Oh, what's that? D- did you say crescendo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, double crescendo? Triple, quadruple, extra crescendo? <laughs> give me a middle C. Octave up. C sharp. Damn. So, what exactly did you hear this morning listening on the stairs? How did you know? I know my son. Quiet. Nosy. Always tucked away in some corner or another where you can't see him. (laughs) Try it now. I don't need to graduate. Bass clef, play a G. You didn't. Dad didn't. I didn't have a choice. I had to help Grandma Ruthie with your aunts and uncles. And your father was in a boy's home. Some of those nuns could give Joe Lewis a run for his money. Not a place you stay if you don't have to. But you have a chance. A real chance. But Dad... You let me worry about your father. You just worry about you and those books. I couldn't stop you worrying if I tried. Okay, how about this? You worry about us. I'll worry about you and your father. He'll worry about both of us. We'll be one great big triangle family of worry. (laughs) Agreed? Agreed. Now, how about Want to go get your banjarine and have a jam session? Uh, In a bit. I have some homework I need to do. All right, then. After dinner. To help with our digestion.
What I Want by Theodore Wesley. I want... I just want to help. That's it. He just died. From what I could tell. Probably epilepsy. Yeah, but wouldn't someone have noticed? Not necessarily. He could have been having absent seizures. It would have just looked like he was staring off into space, not paying attention, daydreaming. Until the time it wasn't. So that's it. Nothing supernatural, nothing ghosty. Granted... There's only so much you can learn from school records, tax records, land deeds, and obituaries, but no, it seems like he was just a normal kid who died. What does that mean? This episode features... Michael Turrentine as Theodore. Regina Renee Russell as Evelyn Reed Wesley. David S. Deer as Thomas Wesley. Brian Arzell as Hank Morgan. David Reinstrom as Colin Fenwood. Corbett Pascoe as Mrs. Epstein. Jeffrey Nils Gardner as Mr. Carpenter. Kathleen Hoyle as Abby. Clarissa Cherie Rios as Lily. Dallas Seeker as Grant Fenwood. Tanya Miljevich as Mrs. Stanley and Susie. Written by Jim McDaniel. Directed by Michael Burke. Sound design by Jeffrey Nils Gardner. Music composed by Stephen Poon. Recording engineer, Mel Ruder. Unwell lead sound designer, Eli Hamada McElveen. Executive producers, Eleanor Hyde and Jeffrey Nils Gardner. By Heartlife NFP. And a special thank you to our supporting producers, Mike Beale, Calico Davis, Steve Diamond, Bill Gardner, J.D. Horn, Olivia Howard Doner, Nick Keenan, Carolyn Koskasten, Megan McLean, Aurora Natalini, and Caitlin White. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Congratulations. You've reached the Amelia Project. 
a new life awaits. If you're not serious about this, hang up. If you continue, there's no way back. Leave your message after the beep. Enter the offices of the Amelia Project and be ready for surprises, twists and turns. Follow the Amelia team as they help their clients fake their deaths and come back with new identities. Each episode is different. Each client coming to the death-faking agency has a unique story to tell. If death and disappearances, comedy and crime, mystery and magic sounds like your cup of... Coco, The Amelia Project is the podcast for you. Search for The Amelia Project wherever you find your podcasts. And remember, leave your message after the beep. <laughs>